Well, good morning, MPC family. It's so good to be together in worship this morning. It's so good to be in the pulpit again and just having an opportunity to reach out and connect with all of you. Today, we're going to talk about pointing people to Jesus, the why and the how of intentional living. But before we get into it, let's open up our Bibles this morning. If you have your Bible with you, open up to Romans 10. Uh, 13 through 15, and read along with me. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, pour out your Holy Spirit to inspire us with these words from scripture. Stir our souls with the desire to renew our own faith by deepening our relationship with your son, Jesus, so that we might truly believe in and live out the good news. Lord, restore in us the joy of our salvation. Give us the confidence in these difficult days to share with others. Holy Spirit, Strengthen us to live intentional lives that truly point others to your grace and mercy. Holy Spirit, when we struggle for confidence or motivation, please remind us of the call you placed on our lives. Remind us that life here is so fragile and so short. Remind us of where our help and our hope comes from. Remind us of your message to a world that so desperately needs hope. Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray that we clearly hear your call to be gospel-driven sharers of the good news, to take on a lifestyle of discipleship and boldly live lives that demonstrate the power of your saving grace. Lord Jesus, we need you. Holy Spirit, come and lead. Amen. Well, a few weeks back in my last sermon, we talked about God's call in our lives to bring good news and what a privilege you and I have to join in God's mission and share the hope we have in Christ with other people. We covered the importance of living gospel-driven lives, where our lifestyle, the way we live, matches Jesus' command to make disciples, and simply put, that we would be people who live pointing people to Jesus. As I replied to your emails and had some follow-up phone conversations to the first sermon, there were two common themes that kept coming up. And it reminded me that we're all looking for guidance and encouragement as we walk this path with Jesus. The two common themes I want to use this morning to talk about those 
were why and how. Why should we invest in intentional relationships? And the second, what does an intentional relationship even look like? It reminded me, again, that we all need help along the way. We need to encourage one another. So this morning I want to start with what some of you may already know, because you may be living a lifestyle of discipleship already. But bear with us this morning as we talk about the why. Now I know this is going to sound a little rough, but here it is. Here's the why. Because the one who saved you and me, Jesus, he tells us to go into the world and share and invest in relationship. I know, (laughs) kind of harsh, but let me take a little bit different direction here. Our opening verse from Romans says it all. It says, if the followers of Jesus, that's you and I, if the followers of Jesus are not investing in the kingdom of God relationally, then who will? The Great Commission in Matthew 28, it's a personal calling. Jesus calls every Christian to step out in faith and to spread the good news. In Matthew 9, 37 and 38, Jesus says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. We live in a world where consumer culture reigns. And you know what? In this world of consumer culture, the harvest is plentiful. God is calling you and I. He's calling us to be workers, to join him in mission. This is what faith in action looks like. People who obey this command to invest, to go into the world, their spiritual lives change forever. Wherever we go, every one of us who claims Jesus as our Savior should be compelled through obedience to Christ to invest in his kingdom through intentional relationships, and we should always be pointing people to Jesus. I want you to think about this. Who has God put in your heart to share the hope of salvation with? And what steps can you make, small or large? We need to be aware that walking in the steps of Jesus isn't just about our own salvation, but it's about others finding salvation. It's about sharing the good news. I think we have to look at the world the way that Jesus sees it. I think he sees the world that we live in, a world in need of hearing the good news. Um, it's not just good news, it's, it's really good news. It's life-saving, life-changing news. The same good news that changed you and I. The same good news that saved you and I. We need to die to ourselves and put others first with Jesus' end in mind. And his end in mind was to seek and share the good news with those who are lost. You can read about that in in Luke 19.10. We need to move beyond our individual relationships. And we need to become intentional with others. We need to point people to Jesus in everything that we do. You're going to hear that a lot today. Well, I want you to meet Kevin. Kevin's one of my dear friends and one of my intentional relationships. 
I had the honor of baptizing him a few years back, and it has been a true blessing to be on the discipleship path with him. It's been a true blessing for me to watch him grow, and in growing in his faith, he started to look outward now for intentional relationships. He's living a lifestyle of discipleship, and I love this brother, but I want you to hear from him. Um, you know, I, I had the privilege of being present at your baptism, my friend, um, and I remember that day, and I remember thinking to myself, wow, God, you're really working in this guy's life to bring him to a place where he's like, hey, publicly, guys, uh, I'm going to identify with Jesus Christ and, and join me in that. Um, but I would say this, from that point, right, how, is, how do you see your focus changing in the context of discipleship? How is discipleship uh, to be intentional? How has that helped your focus change, and, and what is that focus? Yeah, it's one of my fondest memories. Um, I remember it, remember it very well. It was, it was a special moment where mm. I, I felt God calling me to do that and acknowledge, acknowledge that publicly. Um, the focus for me has changed from being just a focus on, on, on me and uh, individual walk with Christ uh, to, you know, what, what can I then do for others and how can I become a better disciple mm. um, as, as God wants me to be. So instead of just me accumulating knowledge, uh, memorizing scripture verses, knowing all the stories, having all the right answers all the time, mm. um, and feeling and never feeling entirely, um, you know, like I always need to have the right answer. Uh, the shift in focus has been, okay, I, I don't need to know every single scripture verse. I don't need to have everything memorized. How can I use what I know or, and what I've learned in my life experiences mm. to help others? And to point them to Christ in their lives, and to give them hope, yeah. um, and and like and first first Peter three fifteen that to give we need to give a reason for the hope that we have, yeah. and um, that that's been the change. It's, it's been less of me and more of okay, what has God equipped me to do, and how can I help others and point mm -hmm. them to to Jesus? So, would you call that good news? Absolutely. Best news. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about the good news, and man, we carry this light inside of us, and I cannot tell you what it's like to be in close relationships with brothers like this, who, um, man, God is working in and around, and what a blessing it is. And I want to use this as a tool for encouragement for all of you. Well, the clip that we just watched... That answers a lot of questions about the why. The why is when we invest in intentional relationships, people change, people grow. And it's been such a blessing to watch my brother Kevin uh, pursue uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the why. Well, let's move on to the how. I don't want to oversimplify, but the how it's pretty easy. Hang with me. We need to get intentional. That's how. Now, I'm going to give you some examples, some practical examples, but, but before we can even start to get into the how, we have to want to be intentional about our faith and the way that we live. We need to get intentional, and we need to invest in intentional relationships with others, looking for the opportunity to share the good news. That's why we get into the relationship. The definition of intentional, it's really interesting. Listen to this. Intentional, to do something on purpose, to be deliberate. 
That's what Jesus has called us to do, to do something on purpose and do it deliberately for his glory. We purpose to invest in relationships and we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. We know that in Genesis 2, relationships enter into the picture. God creates relationship with humankind. Relationship was there at the beginning. It was important to God. And all throughout Scripture, we see God's faithfulness through relationship. It shows us that we were not created to be alone. It shows us much more than just our need for relationship with our Creator. It also shows us how we gain that relationship through His Son, Jesus Christ. Relationship was at the heart of creation. It's at the heart of our Savior. It's at the heart of faith and our church. It's primary to God, and it has to be at the heart of everything we do as intentional livers. If we want to be effective in sharing the good news, we have to earn trust. We have to earn the right to be heard. And this only happens in the context of relationship. So start looking for relationships. Jesus showed us the way. If you look in the Gospel of Mark, when Jesus is calling the disciples, Mark 1, 16 through 20, Jesus is looking for disciples, and he calls out Simon and Andrew. He does it intentionally. He says to them, join me. Come on. Spend time with me. You know, Jesus always worked with God's end in mind, as should we. He was fulfilling the word, and he was bringing salvation. He looked at those in his direct vicinity, and he picked a few. We get intimidated by Matthew 28, the go and teach and train and baptize. Well, think about this. Jesus doesn't say go big or go home. He says go. It looks different for every one of us. Discipleship, intentional relationship, looks different for every one of us. Think about where your world begins and then move outward. So here's the first practical step. Where does your world begin? Now, and then move outward from that. Think about your home, your family, your neighbors, your work, school, groups, interests. Outward, outward. We want to move outward. Just to be clear, the church, to move within the church, that's usually not moving outward. Have you ever heard the term before, preaching to the choir? That's what happens when we look to disciple within the church. Now, yes, people need discipling within the church, but most people who attend regularly, they know the good news. They don't need to hear it again. They need to be freed up to go and share it with others. We need to be outward bound, and we need to be intentional about that. It could be spreading the good news to a neighbor or it could mean moving away to a, a new city or a new town. It could mean moving to a new country. It could also be sharing with a new family down the street. It could be sharing at work an hour away from where you live. We have to think about discipleship um, in terms of being relational. We have to think and know that relational ministry doesn't just happen. It has to be intentional. We all know the names and faces of so many, yet we're not intentionally ministering to any of them. My friend Paul, Kim, who has recently planted a church in the area, uh, I did an interview with Paul recently, and Paul shares about his passion for relationship. So check out this clip with Paul. One of the things that I recognize about you that is so important for us as we talk about relationships 
is that you're really relationship driven. Yes. Um, I see it um, in what you're doing. I've learned that uh, sharing the crossroads of life has been the greatest gift of uh, intimate relationship. So if someone passes away, if someone is sick, mm -hmm. if there's a wedding, if you got a job promotion, mm -hmm. I invite myself into that conversation. And so the relationship that I've built, and, and to be honest, when you said you're relational driven, I don't think I was always like that. Mm -hmm. I was really all about growing and movement and mm -hmm. doing something big. But now I realize success is not in numbers. Success is partnership with the Lord. And I'm faithful to the assignment that he's given to me. So what I will say is less is more. And if I can have great intimacy with 10 to 15 people mm -hmm. and they know my life, my vulnerabilities, and I know theirs, but we still grow together in the love of Christ, I mean, that, that would make me very, very happy. <laughs> less is more. I mean, I love what Paul said in that clip. He's chosen to give up chasing the big stuff, and he's investing in a few. And is, he's putting a heavy investment in those few so that they grow strong in Christ Jesus. You know, many times future disciples are nearer to you than we think. God's put them right in front of us. It's just a matter of awareness, knowing the heart of Jesus, living in the heart of Jesus, and, and responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Real relationships, it, it takes time and intentionality. And as intentional followers of Jesus, we should be approaching every part of our lives with Christ's end in mind. Whether the plan is simply to start meeting a new friend at Starbucks for coffee once in a while, uh, maybe sharing a moment about faith, maybe talking with somebody at work, investing in your community, or whether it's a planned small group building strategy, whatever it is. We need to invest in relationships intentionally and earn the opportunity to share Jesus Christ. The writer of Hebrews gives us some really practical advice to work with, and, and, and it really demonstrates Christ's end in mind. This is what the writer of Hebrews says in 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Well, the day approaching, that's really interesting, isn't it? Encourage each other more as we see the day approaching. Well, the day approaching is the day that you and I will meet our maker. Whether it's death or whether Jesus Christ returns, we're all going to meet him face to face, and we need to be prepared. I don't believe we can be totally right with God if we're not part of his kingdom, his kingdom-building plan. We're called to care about the conditions of the souls of others. Ministry is intentional. And like Larry Bell said so beautifully this past Sunday, we're the difference. You and I are the difference. And I want to encourage you as you contemplate and you consider what your next steps might be after hearing this sermon. I want to encourage you to take some intentional steps to invest in other people. 
I want to encourage you to walk worthy of the calling that Jesus Christ has put on your life. Paul instructs the Ephesians in chapter 4, verse 1 through 6. He says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another, in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all and through all in all. So practical. You see, relationship is at the heart of everything we do as a church. Nowhere is this more apparent than in the life of an intentional, disciple-making follower of Jesus Christ. If we want to be effective at leading others in spiritual transformation, taking them deeper with their relationship with Christ, we have to live it out alongside of them in relationship, and we have to point everything toward the saving grace of Jesus. And this only happens in relationship. So I want to encourage you today. Walk worthy of your calling. Amen.